And like a phoenix, he rises from the ashes. The Undertaker. In a Baywatch tank top. Yeah, look at this. Isn't this cool? What size is that? Fucking like like a a 2X or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Rad Dad Pod. We're all back. Yeah, let's go. We are all here. Joe, Adam, myself. This is uh, Zach speaking, if you're not watching, on YouTube. Episode 25. 25. Shout out Barry Bonds, who we talked a lot about last week. Um, but yeah, we're here. All right, so before we hit the record button, we're talking a lot about college baseball. Um, we've got regionals going on right now. I, myself, am tuned in to Texas A&M and Stanford. Bottom of the fourth here, tied at one on the, on the farm. The number eight overall seed Cardinal trying to make it to a super regional and uh, A&M trying to play spoiler and to uh, create quite the shit storm as them in Texas would argue about who should host a super regional. Um, but yeah, before we hit the record button, we were talking a good bit about programs that are uh, no longer dominant in the sport. Uh, we touched on Georgia. We're not going to get back into that because we're not going to waste any time on Georgia baseball because I don't even think Georgia cares about Georgia baseball. But um, to answer your question, Joe, uh, the last College World Series appearance for the Hurricanes was 2016. Well, then you've got a program like USC, the California one, that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, has the most College World Series titles. Rod Dado. Yeah. And just dominated the sport. Um, they have two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve national titles. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they um they dominated for a very long time. And um, yeah, the last college world series. Appearance for them is 2001. That's in, that is, which is uh, when we were in middle incredible. school. I mean, and I understand it's the same thing people say about LA college football teams and basketball teams, but you can't tell me there's not plenty of baseball talent in Southern California that you could get to just come to your school and be fairly competitive. I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Rod Dato. Who uh or Breda? I don't know if it maybe it'll make LSU fan. He he was born in New Orleans. Well then maybe, I uh, might be I might be ignorant to this and, and this year notwithstanding, but I feel as if LSU should have won more. Correct. Yes, I mean, they they yeah. have not won a national title since two thousand nine. Yeah, like I feel like that should have been. I mean, that's an athletic department that just supports everything. I mean, they, they do. Um, <laughs> an credit. athletic department that uh, put two point five million into NIL for baseball. Yeah, so I mean, and, and it shows the results speak for themselves. Correct. But yeah, as Rod, we were also discussing, Rod Dato, Rod Dato had eleven national titles, twenty nine regular season conference titles. Jesus Christ. And 14 
conference tournament titles, eight time coach of the year, hall of famer, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wild that there are like programs like that. that are in these fertile recruiting areas for that sport. I mean, California is good for everything, but I mean, baseball is big out there because the weather's always nice. They play year round, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot is made about UCLA and that's a really good baseball program, but like I didn't go, but I remember people that went to the regional that Ole Miss was in out there and Jackie Robinson stadium is tiny. Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't even seat 2000. Like that. Yeah. Like they don't care. Like UCLA is more concerned about being, you know, well, we are the university of California at Los Angeles. We are yeah. here for an, you know, an education. Like they, I mean, like that was like, I remember that was the big talk about Lane Kiffin was, well, you know, he's going to leave Ole Miss if a bigger job comes open and people are like, well, would he go back to California? And it's like, well, he, he's not going back to SC. <laughs> like sure as shit not. They're like, well, what about UCLA? And they do have Jumpman now yeah. as their outfitter for uniforms, but like that, that administration doesn't care about sports. That's the same with Cal. Like Cal doesn't care about sports anymore. No, not at all. Yeah. Now you did see a bunch of people were pissed that they did new turf in their stadium and they don't have the fault line on it anymore. Yeah. Which is awesome that they had that. I um, mean, first off, Lane Kiffin, I think he'd go back to USC as long as they just didn't use airplanes for travel. I think he'd be okay with it at that point in time. Um, secondly, we can probably just go ahead. York wasn't on when I was talking about it, but we already know who's winning the national championship in baseball this year. Oh, we know. Mm, yeah. Who are, you talk, who are you talking about? I'm just telling you, I had a, I had a premonition. Are you Some would say from here? maybe a higher power, but just – I just love when an entire sport <laughs> is against one thing and the entire sport of college baseball is against Tennessee baseball. And because of that, I think Tennessee baseball is going to win the national championship, and it's just going to be hilarious. But, but I like wish this really would have happened. I wish this would have happened, like, further into the tournament. Like, I wish they wouldn't have, like, swept that entire thing. Like – Man, scratch, scratch in, and then talking about uh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. I was just saying, like, scratching in, like, then people think, oh, they're just not, you know, they're not there yet, blah, 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 blah. But then they well, kind of fight their way into it instead of just, I hate that that's how the first like regional went. Yeah, but at least they, at least they halfway struggled in one game, unlike Wake Forest and teams like that that just. Beat the ever living piss out of everybody that was put in front of them. <laughs> Shout out Demon Deacons. Demon Deacons. That's another program that's fallen off. Clemson baseball is not what it used to be. And I think they're they're gonna be fine because um back backage is a great coach. I mean, he took Michigan to the College World Series championship uh series. And Michigan is certainly a school that doesn't care about baseball. Um, they almost got Derek Jeter back in the day, though. <laughs> Number two. Derek Jeter. Jeter. Number two. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I I was joking with my South Carolina friends because they're on cloud nine. They're back in a super for the first time in five years. 
And I was like, dude, is the last time Clemson was like nationally relevant? Was that like back when like Khalil Green was playing there? Oh God. I mean, that was forever ago. Yeah. Shout out hey, to shout out the shout out to South Carolina. Just don't pay attention to men's basketball. And we're really good at sports. <laughs> See, that's the thing, is like my wife will say that all the time. Like after Ole Miss won it all last year, she's like, wow. oh, that sucks. That my wife. Uh she's like, Oh, that's that, that sucks. Like that uh y'all didn't get to go back to back this year. Oh, next time. What a what a twist the knife comment there. Hey, well, and this would ruin what I just said, but if Southern Miss can win, then at least it stays in Mississippi for the third year in a row. Jesus. A snowball's chance in hell. I know. Then it'll be uh then, then it'll be the uh the curse will be very real because then Southern Miss will just be god awful next year. And I guess that's apparently what happens. The only other thing I can think of in terms of this conversation with college baseball is, and I, I truly do, it takes a lot for me to feel bad for a team in the same conference as Memphis, but I legitimately feel bad for East Carolina. I feel that they're a oh, really dude, good program, dude. and it just it never works for them. It just, it just never works. They can't break through. No. And I think it's a combination of just – Probably, I think it's probably 80 20 shit luck and just can't, just can't get it done. They've had some, they've had some bad draws recently in super regionals or just regionals and super regionals. Yeah. What is, we have to, we have to address this. What what is going on? I can't can't tell you, I can't tell you I'm laughing, but. Well, we don't care about anything else. Well, then why'd you ask? Because no, we want to so know why you're laughing. So I, I will switch phones. I thought I was switching jobs last week, but I didn't. Um, so now so, I'm, I'm looking through here because, like, I sw- I thought I was going to switch phones. So I got a straight talk wireless phone, but also I couldn't activate it because it was impossible. So I had to figure out how to cancel it. But it's like, what's your phone number? And I was like, you never gave me one. So, but then it gave me three free months of Apple TV. And the first thing I'll say is. I was like, oh, good. I can watch Ted Lasso because everyone's talking about it. I've already watched the first season. And as I'm watching the second season today, I don't, I, I, I do not like Ted Lasso. The character? I think it's mostly the character, but it's, it's also the show. Okay. Everyone. So I like the first season that was like, you know, it's one of those uplifting stories and blah, blah, blah. One, it's the most unrealistic thing that would ever happen in the entire world to the whole um no because at first he coached tottenham and then he had to go back to yeah. America, and then he came back god over. those promos were so good yeah get your history right york no uh uh-uh. so listen to it. so you're talking about it's like back in the day you watch something with laugh track like friends which wasn't funny people wanted it to be funny because the audience told you it had to be funny Dude, we're gonna get mm-hmm. see now. We're gonna get attacked because you. Is it matter? I don't, I don't love friends either, but I'm just not gonna say anything about it. But listen, but here's my point: is the whole thing with it is so you have this guy that every time any kind of big situation comes up, I say, like, "Oh, hey, have you ever, have you ever, um, you ever had a bad day?" Is like, "Oh, I had a bad day once." But then I, he tells this whole story about just this off the wall thing that everything that ever happens in his 
day is has some kind of background of some crazy like sentimental story and it's every single time he talks it's never just a normal conversation it's like everything is like a one-liner it's like no it's not like this is season one sure but now like have some actual this is when this is when you can do character development with the other characters which they try to do that but they're doing it with roy kent the problem with it being Roy Kent is his whole shtick is just cussing all the time, Ugh, cussing around kids. Ugh. Like that's Listen, I, I do love the fact that like I, I do kind of know where you're at there, and just just keep on watching. There's plenty really? of ancillary character development that even okay. goes on throughout season three. Now, I'm not going to say that season two and season three are great or anything, but if you're looking for more character development and things like that, there's a lot more of that that does come on. But it's just it's just getting, and all of a sudden I can't see Roy Kent without seeing Doug. Like I can't. <laughs> I may a little bit. A little I bit. I mean, Doug just fits every like also dark haired, you know, sometimes beard person. Also, you hate Ted Lasso because he reminds you of Marty Smith. And for some odd reason, you hate Marty Smith. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know he reminds me of Marty Smith. Yeah, Marty Smith is just like Ted Lasso. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ted Ted Lasso. I'm the new coach of the Tottenham Hotspurs. I'd like to speak to the Queen, please. No, but so it's funny because we talk about how his little one-liners are and like how Marty Smith does the same thing. Yeah. But what I shared yesterday with the um, Ryan McGee also. Ryan McGee. The ESPN crew. Dork. That shit is so funny. The Mike Brain, <laughs> Mark Jackson. <laughs> oh, the, oh, yeah. oh my God, it's so funny. Look, the, the, timing wow. your, the, <laughs> the timing of your dork there, it made it really like that you couldn't tell if you were directing that towards towards York. I know. I, oh, I stopped. No, I paused. Or towards was, McGee. I have been. It was about starred. Ryan McGee. Okay. But yeah, Ryan, Ryan McGee. I outside. Just Ryan McGee dork. definitely definitely uh, paid extra for his new Ford Bronco to be delivered early, and then as soon as he got it, he put a Captain America shield cover on the fucking tire on the back. And I want you in case in case Marty McGee listens to this podcast. I love you guys. I get enjoyment out of watching your show. Oh man, I and appreciate I man. I love you too, work. Joe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I love hillbilly headlines. Man, I don't know you from the from the next Bubba at the at the, at the quick stop, but man, I love you. I love you. <laughs> he reminds me. He reminds me like how he talks. He reminds me of um, Joe off of uh, the Office. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Joe Bennett from Sabre. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Joe Lee Bennett. Well, oh my God, we we've we've done this on the oh, show no, before. before. I have to do the full thing now because it's so it's so good. Because Kathy Bates is just the fucking goat. Um, God. No, so as I was flipping through, like looking at, I, I remember there was like, oh, I have Apple TV. I have to like totally maximize this. So I'm yep. flipping through, 
And my first thing was um, I came across Severance and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. Like, this is the best HBO show that's ever been made. So I, was like, I have to watch that while I have time. And there's also ah. Platonic, which when they did a preview for it, I was like, yeah. is there a Neighbors 3? But it's not. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a whole yeah. show. And then you get to um, Jennifer Garner, which um, shrinking, which I think would be good. Yeah, I'm ready. Go. I'm Joe Lynn Bennett, Joe for short. I'm a breast cancer survivor, close personal friends with Nancy Pelosi and Truman Capote, and I slept with three of the same guys. When I was a little girl, I was terrified to fly. Now I have my own pilot's license. I'm CEO of Sabre International, and I sell the best damn printers and all-in-one machines Korea can make. Pleased to meet you. <laughs> Just like <laughs> the best. What is it? Uh, Michael says something. It? He says, he gets, <laughs> like, like, a, like <laughs> when, he's, when he's trying to talk like that. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but either way, shrinking looks good. Um, Harrison Ford, and uh, Jason Siegel. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. I've watched season one of Morning Show. I'll give season two a shot. Um, Severance is Severance is thirteenth. Zach. Wait, what? Severance is thirteenth on the top chart. Apple TV on Apple TV. Isn't that just views? I mean, it's only one season, so maybe that affects it. Oh, maybe. Um, then I was kept scrolling. You've got ghost. Now to go, to go back to the, the hate that you're spewing about Ted Lasso. I, the first season was like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's they one of the best, stopped. it's one of the best first seasons of television I've ever seen. They could have stopped. It was, it was like the dart scene. Like I can watch that on YouTube when we're done and I'll still get chills. Like it's awesome. It's cool, but it's also like, very unrealistic, which I get it, but it's like, God, I mean, it's a television show. I know, but now I haven't seen the third season because we got, we got way behind. And then I was like, let's just wait till it's all out and then we can binge it. Um, I've heard mixed reviews on the third season, but I have heard the, the like series finale is really good. Like they, good. they and- limp, they limp to the finish and then hit like a walk-off grand slam. I mean, all they what what they screwed up about the third season was it probably should have been like Ozark did, where it was like split into two because they made the episodes way too long, and it's it's not a format for a long episode like that. It just it just isn't, and that to me is where they kind of screwed it up. Um, the see the series finale, or they put the season finale on there. Um, was really good. It, it truthfully so, was. I remember hearing something about um, season two, the Christmas episode. Yeah. Um, so they, I'm like skimming an article, but basically they didn't plan on doing that. But I think it had something to do with like the hype of the show, like all the attention it was getting, like everybody loved it, that they needed to add more episodes. Mm-hmm. And so but the that's writers where, that's where didn't you can screw it up. 
Yeah, like the writers didn't plan on it, and I think they just kind of threw that one together. Um, I'll have to. That wasn't a bad one. Though. That episode wasn't bad. No, I mean it was it was fine. Like it was like I thought. I don't know how far York is in, so I don't want to spoiler. Yeah, but there were some episodes. There was one in particular in season two that I thought was really dumb. I mean, it never Joe, got to Joe the point. can probably figure out what I'm talking about, but it Ted Lasso never got to the point with me that Ozark did. Like Ozark, I watched the end of, and I hated every second of it. I hated that show by the end. Really? And Ted Lasso, I never got to where I hated it. I, I might not have watched it right away like I did the first two seasons, but I never got to where I just have hated we, it. Ha, have we all finished Succession? Yes. No, I haven't yes, watched I it, finished it yesterday. Damn it, Joe. It took forever. Like, it took me for, Remember that time I texted you that I finished it and you just liked it? Yeah, that's what I do. It's my, it's my Don't MO. do that. I can't stand that more than anything. Once again, that's why him and my wife were beefing this weekend because she liked a text message. I just can't stand it. Like I just, just it, all the, all that says is like, okay, I saw your message. Go fuck off. That's what that says was, to me. It was in the middle of the day. I was probably working. I was probably doing something. <laughs> I usually, I also expected like a follow up. What if I, I expected a? Oh, so like, what did you think? Yeah. What if? Well, I mean, that that's kind of given where you're like, hey, I finished it, and then you're gonna like give me your thoughts. What if I gave you the thumbs up emoji and then gave you a Logan Roy fuck off? Yeah. I mean, York, we've been texting for like two decades now. I figured something was coming back of like what you thought. Why do you hate the emoji? Like, honestly, though, take it away from <laughs> your mouth. My God. Why do you hate the emoji so much? It, it, it's not it's not the emoji. It's the reactions. It's the. And my thing is, for a man that spends eight and a half hours day on your phone, maybe you should use the emojis a little bit more. I guarantee you, minus would you have yes. Would you have liked if I just replied okay? We wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Or or cool. I replied ten four. I think that really pisses me off. You got to write back. You got to you got to respond back and say that's wild. I'm just gonna start replying like I'm Marty Smith. I'm gonna send voice text to you. My son sent me a voice text today that I could tell he was just literally reading off of a napkin that my mom wrote down. Have a good time. I hope you have a good week at work. We will take plenty of pictures. <laughs> I am doing this, so I do not get fined. Reading off the teleprompter. Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm glad we really, in the past two episodes, we've really tried to grow the brand and, and branch out by talking York about... Co- parachutes in is like, fuck Ted Lasso. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking, talking, about co- talking about college basketball in late May, early June. Uh, talking about college baseball, which outside of a very specific region, nobody cares about. And then York being like, hey, you know that show that universally is pretty loved by everybody? I hate that show, and I hate the main character. <laughs> to everybody in... Newly Qatar, if y'all didn't see, and y'all are hating on Marty and McGee, which is gonna yeah, fuck Marty McGee. Like, more people. course, but this is this is why I'm here. This is, we, we talk about stuff that it's know. pronounced Cutter, by the way. Cutter, Qatar, and easy. easy. Now we're now we're see. It's just it's don't listen. Listen, we can we can say anything we want to this month. I'm tired right now. You're who are this close to getting an Apple TV sponsorship. And now it's gone. 
no, now we just go to OAM. When I was scrolling through, then I came up along. <laughs> I came up. I came up along. Theme was seventeen. Still, a Michael J. Fox movie was number eighteen. What, dude, he's doing the and, Tron thing where instead of the leaderboard, he's just going down the fucking Apple TV <laughs> list of shows. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're doing this fucking bit. That's ah. why I was laughing, and that's where I came to. I was scrolling through, and I was like, I was like, I see, still, Michael J. Fox would be, yeah, I doubt it. <laughs> Zach trying to Hey man, you know what? I the, man, that sounds wild, man. <laughs> so mom, let's, let's just move on though. So uh I hope you have a good night. Kiss your mom on the mouth. <laughs> oh, I have to talk about that. We okay. so this is what we're doing here. We followed up an episode where I said that Barry Bonds is the goat with York being like, Man, I hate Ted Lasso. That just <laughs> sucks shit. <laughs> I, because I want, like, I was excited to watch that. Was, whenever it was like, hey, you get, and I don't know why they think that I have a different account. It's just like, are oh, you get, are you have a new phone? No, I don't. I'm logging into one of our old phones and put my Apple ID on here. So it's like, oh, you get three months of Apple TV Plus. I'm like, okay, cool. So oh, yeah, I need to, I'll I need to look into that for months. HBO. Because uh, what's HBO? Oh, you're talking about Max. You're talking about. Excuse, excuse the hell out of me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking the rest of the podcast. Yeah, we we get Max through our AT and T, like through our cell phone plan. And if that's the case, I need to cancel that shit because, dude, Max is like over a hundred dollars now. Because you have to pay for you have to pay for no ads. Mm. Which I like. I get. Like I'm fine with. Like, dude, I. Finally, a year ago, I was like, fuck this. I'm getting YouTube premium. I'm tired of skipping ads and having to watch all this bullshit. Like, I'm fine with paying for it, but I totally forgot that we get free max through our cell phone plan. So I need to figure that out. Yeah, they sent that reminder text out the other day. Yeah. Um, all right. So... <laughs> On the docket, NBA Finals. Um, yes, I have watched zero seconds of the first two games, but it would appear that uh, the series is now tied one to one. Yeah, the Nuggets think, shit the bed in game two. Yeah, I was just to a podcast earlier today. So apparently, they they can't win when when Jokic scores more than forty. That's when he does it. What's when they take out his. He can score 40, but if he doesn't have like double digit assists, that's how they're winning the games. Well, yeah. I was going to say, if you, it's, I mean, it's kind of like the basketball thing where let, let it's only, it's his. only, right. It's only five players. So like let him score, but like stop everyone else. Right. And so, yeah, Jamal Murray, I think what he only had like 11. Um, I, don't know anyone else on that team, but Michael Porter um, Jr., Davis Cowboy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that one, Jr. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, that's who it was. So yeah, Kevin Long. Love apparently played really well, guarded Aaron Gordon. Um, I still think Nuggets and six, which is kind of now like the the Heat got one. It kind of sets up for that. Yeah, the five, I think five's out of the question. Yeah, I, only again, because I haven't, like they I haven't have watched like, any they have them. the more superior coach. They have the dog, and they have the more superior coach. 
That's true. Um, so if you look at so me and Cody were talking about it last night, if y'all saw, like, that was, like, very intriguing to me last night, how it's, you know, in college basketball, that makes sense in college basketball. If you're down by three, then, okay, foul. Oh, you, def- you definitely foul. You foul in college because, one, everyone sucks to free throws in college, especially in my part of town. Um, right, Joe? What about J.J. Reddick? He was good in college at free throws. He's good. Do you see him call out Perk on the show today? About what? <laughs> well, I mean, like, called him out. They're in the middle of talking, and then there was, like, some feedback. You could hear it of, like, <sighs> and J.J.'s, like, in the middle of talking, and then he just goes, Perk, are you moaning? Are you breathing <laughs> in the mic? He's like, oh, what are you doing? Don't even start. <laughs> don't even start. Anyway, sorry. I've got flashbacks. Um, no, so into that game, what I didn't realize until today was that the Nuggets had a timeout. I think they are waiting to be fouled before they call the timeout, and then it would turn into a like like a like a strategy mindfuck because if they're waiting to be fouled, that way they get fouled, but they also still uh. have a timeout. But they didn't take the timeout when they should have because they were like, okay, because I, I told y'all last night. Did they not use the timeout because they had no. a shot to tie it? No, no they, they did they, not. They left the timeout. That's back. what I'm saying. Like they, they, I think they assumed they were going to be fouled. But I think if you have a team like the Heat, who is aggressive, very good defensively, and is also like a, please, I hope you try. Like, fuck you. Like that kind of thing. Take the shot. Like if you got it, go for it. Like we'll stop you. And like they did. It's like a damn if you do, do damn if you don't kind of thing. But at the point to where you realize, like, they're not going to foul you. They're trying to guard you. They're trying to defend you and, like, out, you know, outplay you. Then if they were trying to outplay them instead of outsmart them. But at the same time, they outsmarted them because I feel like they got them away from calling that timeout. Because if you call a timeout, then you, can, you have a chance to draw up a play to where you don't have Jimmy Butler on Jamal Murray. You slow the game down, like you're. You, you do. You completely but... reset everything. Wait, I'm, wait, did they? Did they just let it run? Like they let it run. Like, they let it run. Ran a pick and roll, and then Jamal Murray took his. He didn't have a. He had a an open shot. Yeah, but a it was decent also, look, right? Yeah, yeah. But Jimmy Butt was in his face. He still had a good look, but they missed it, and it's just like. Also, at the same time, like at the end of the game, find a way to get your best player the ball. You do a timeout, you draw a timeout, you can do that. You can set up to where when you have a timeout in late game situation, you create the best mismatch for your for your, for you to score in that situation. And maybe if they were to call a timeout, if they wasted all that time, call a timeout, then maybe, maybe right then suppose like, all right. Then they foul, yeah. Then they foul, right? Yeah. So but I, I think it was a ultimate, I think it was a momentum shifter. I mean, they just they got the best coach. They got the hottest team. I wouldn't say hottest team, but they got the um they got a dog, man. They got people that are just like, you know, even when Duncan Robinson's mean mugging you after a three, you can't mean mug anybody. <laughs> he does the same thing we're doing right now. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know, but um no, I mean it's I think it's fun. I'm glad it's fun. I'm glad it's not, you know, a sweep or a, you know. Uh, I was really. What is that? 
Six and one. Vegas? Yeah. That sucks. Wait, so Vegas is going to win it? Two and um, Isn't that bullshit they, too? Like us, us, us who are they expansion playing? team that like is already going to have uh, two championships. Who are they? Who? Pachuk. Who? Panthers. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Kepco was like hammered for yeah two days straight. I mean, I would say this about the NBA Finals, but I'll still stand by this until it doesn't happen. But in a seven-game series. Most of the time, the better team wins. And I understand that it hasn't necessarily happened in this playoffs in Miami's run, but eventually that stops. And it just can't continue to happen. Like, this isn't the NCAA tournament. There isn't Cinderella. You were at eight seed for a reason, and that's going to come You would just think it's going to come up. And maybe it's the fact that Tall Heroes hurt, and maybe he was a bad thing for the team or something, and now they're good. I don't know. But I just eventually they have to lose. They, they just have to. Well, okay, you say that, but at the same time, so we've like, we've talked about like the irrelevance of – not the irrelevance of the regular season, but it's the – how serious does everybody take it? Because you get in the playoffs, then you can make your adjustments like the Lakers. Same thing. You make your adjustments, you switch it up, you move on. You know, you that's what you play for. But we're because now but you we're, have a play in and you have like you have now even a better chance to get in. But were the Heat as injured as the Lakers during the season? I don't think so. I think they were just I don't know. I I, I can't answer that because I, I think that they were just whatever, but like they have that when I've got to perform, it's time to perform kind of thing. But think about the – when you talk about, like, the better – it's the NBA, the better team's going to win. Like, it is what it is. That's what the seven-game series is for. Well, okay. But do you believe Weed, that – Weeds out the pretenders. Do you believe that same thing when the Mavs beat the Heat that year? Well, they had the best player in the NBA. And yeah, I mean, they had, at that time, Dirk was on the heater that – Whole thing. Yeah, Dirk was right. just unstoppable. I'm just saying, I was saying, but I mean, sometimes, even, some, sometimes when you're hot, you're hot, and you kind of buck the trend. Well, I thought that, that heat. I thought that way with the whenever the Heat with D Wade and Shaq won, I didn't feel like they were the odds on like they're going to win a team. But yeah, they were they turned that on. They had to. Dude, I get it now, when, like who they are, but I mean, Shaq was just unreal. I mean, I'm I'm not saying anything that no one else doesn't already know, but like, I mean, the dude is a monster. Like that picture, it, that picture of uh, Charles Barkley and Shaq standing with the Rock is fucking amazing. Because they make the Rock look like a normal person. Because they're just so huge, and like when Shaq, I mean, Shaq was late in his career there, but he still gave a fuck. And like Dwayne Wade was in his prime. I mean, they were just unstoppable. But yeah, to what to your point, York, the seven game series is designed to eliminate Cinderella's, you know, coming out of nowhere because it's hard to win. I mean, it's hard to win a championship anyway, but like winning four against the other last team standing in the sport, typically it it, it shows who the better team is. Yeah. What is also insane, I think I saw the stat last night to where in this run the Heat have had, they've had more, I want to say 50% or better 
three-point field goal shooting percentage games than, hmm. like, any team in history. That's how they're going to win. Kept up with. And it, it's just – I I just don't know. I, it's That's what it's, they're going to have to do. Yeah, it, they're just going to have to be hot. Because the Nuggets like hate, are – Like, hate hot. White hot. Because uh, the, <laughs> the Nuggets are far and away the better team. Yeah. So – and they have the best player. Um, I mean, Jimmy Butler's great and all, but like Jokic is the best player. Um, so I don't know. It's at least gonna. I, I, yeah, I'm with what what Joe said. Like, at least it's not a sweep. Or York, York, you were you were the one that said that. Like, you, you, that's not fun. Yeah, it's I mean, it's fun, fun for Nuggets fans and for the Nuggets. And but. they need it to not be a sweep because you got to think the ratings cannot be fantastic, you know. Well, they're already pissed that Denver's in it. Oh, no. So is Denver. Denver has no idea that they're in the – oh, my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> you want to talk about the airport? Oh, very confusing. I told you it's like a – But it's it's It's, it's weird, like, it's like a, a, it's like a you, shitty – it's like a shitty mall. Yeah, but then like it's it's all like it's terminals with nothing, and then all the activity is right there in the middle. Like, like Joe, picture Olive Branch High School where you have A Hall, B Hall, C Hall, D Hall, and then there's nothing on these halls, but everything is right there where the library is, the cafeteria is, the offices, and the guidance situation is, and then the health. That's kind of like that's kind of like Charlotte is to me. Charlotte's kind of in the middle. Yeah. Charlotte sucks. That airport is trash. I feel like we just talk about airports all the time. Which is fine. I I love talking about airports. I just love airports. If it's a good airport, I can have a I can I can have a day. Oh, I I will get there (laughs) early. I always get to an airport early. Just and I always I was talking about this the other day, like I always Stressed out because I get very excited. Like, all right, I'm here early. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna walk over. I'm gonna find my find my gate. Know where I'm at. <laughs> then I'm gonna turn around and I'm gonna say what I want to eat. But like, I can't decide what I want to eat because I really have to nail it. Like, do I want Smash Burger? The, uh... Or do I want to find like their local like you know their local like Timberline was the local thing in Denver, which was cool. I met this person sitting next to me at the bar. She had a violin with her and she did music and stuff for Broadway musicals. Mm. Yeah. We talked, whatever. She's cool as shit. Like she, uh, I follow her on Instagram. I just love talking to people. You really do. You're the, you're the, uh, shout out Steely Dan. You're the excitable boy, (laughs) man. That song is problematic by the way. I think most Great. older songs are that you don't like. You just like them because of how they sound. Like you listen to them later, you're like, eh. Most, uh, most problematic older song, uh, read the lyrics, and you'll be like, holy shit. But uh, Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar. <laughs> just go read well, the lyrics. Well, <laughs> if it's uh, Rolling Stones and it was recorded in the 60s or the 70s, it's probably about drugs. No, this is about... Uh, just go read the lyrics. 
Should I read it out loud? On the that's what I say, should we leave it? I would read it out loud because it can be snipped a certain way and like, you know. Ah, first line. Yeah. We're talking about slaves. Yep. All right, there it is. I don't get it. It's just, it's bad. It's like, it's, it's very, if you were to read it just as like a book, you'd be like, this is a really creepy poem. Like a really, really creepy it's, poem. It's poem, first off. Or whatever. Poem. I say oil instead of oil. I say microwave. I say Earl. Earl. Water. I can't say it right, and I understand that, but I accept. Get some, it. Uh, get some olive oil. Earl of Earl of Earl. I just can't say. To me, it's not a two-syllable word. Hamburger. I say over. In it, I couldn't stand. Oh, like, olive oil is not attractive on Papa. <laughs> she wasn't. There's nothing like if you're Popeye, you can pull probably whatever you want to, and you choose olive oil. First off, no, it wasn't. Papa was weird looking. I understand that, but like where, where he was, like he was the he was the dude. Well, when Robin Williams was Popeye, he's pretty handsome. What? This is off the rails. This is we've we've lost the people. live action Popeye's movie was Robin Williams. You didn't know that existed until this you're, moment, did you? No, you're thinking of Jack. That's not Jack. That's not Jack. No. He's the, I haven't seen it. I have no idea. It's like, very I, I, real. Yeah, yeah. Robin Williams played Popeye. I get, but do you know why he probably played him? Because he probably did like a good, a good, 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 good. That's why he Dude, did it. Robin Williams was an electric human being. He I was. saw a like, video the other day. He hasn't been in anything in forever. Like, he just dropped off the face of the earth. Hey. For fuck's sake, have <laughs> some respect. Jesus. Joe, don't cover your face up. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Uh, so I got this on the docket because I saw this the other day, and it blew my fucking mind. Talking about uh, 2001 Miami, the Hurricane football team. Um, I believe I sent it to the group chat about uh, that year. The offense could have scored zero touchdowns and they still would have gone eight and four. It's pretty impressive. Which is. Let's think about the defense. Bonkers. Um, Vince Wolford. Okay, hold on. Let Let me run through it here because you brought up a great point there. Because he was on that team. He didn't start? Nope. Oh, are you serious? He wasn't the only one. So that team had 17 first-round picks. Half of the NFL used a first-round pick on someone from that team. Overall, on that roster, 38 players were drafted. 38 of the 85 players were drafted. So you mentioned Vince Wilfork. So him, Willis McGee. Who? Velma. Uh, yeah. Yeah, had to have been. So Vince Wilfork, Willis McGee, Sean Taylor, Edward, Kellen Winslow, Entrell Roll, and Frank Gore were all backups. Frank because Gore that's backup. I had no idea. Because that that running back room was Frank Gore, Willis McGee, and Clinton Portis. Good God. 
Um, they held opponents to 9.8 points per game and only allowed three passing touchdowns all year. Like, that was a team that the two backup running backs went to seven Pro Bowls, had 17,000-yard seasons, and had 23,443 rushing yards between them. You know, the next year, Tennessee played them for Tennessee's homecoming game. How'd that go? They beat them six to nothing. Tennessee did? Tennessee beat them six to nothing. That's they when just... that, that was Kellen Winslow's I'm a soldier speech. <laughs> I will never forget that. I watched that upstairs in Wesley's room. And he didn't know why I was so excited. I was like, this is boring as fuck. But like, this is awesome. This is um, a huge mistake that they just nailed. There's a so from that team, there's a 78% chance that your favorite NFL team had employed a first round pick from that team. Just like the statistics from that team are insane. Like um 19 of the 22 starters were drafted. <laughs> Just <laughs> insane. You know what's funny is uh I think Ken Dorsey, he was drafted by the 49ers, right? I think so. He, did, he didn't do much, but he was drafted by the 49ers. Now he is the uh, offensive coordinator for the Bills who lost his Your shit. Coach. Yeah, he lost his shit. Um, I think that either that Jets game or mm. no, 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 no. Um, yeah, he had a game. Dolphins. He was a backup with the Niners. Backup for the Browns, too. Yeah, I remember he was with the Browns. Then went to the CFL for one year and then got into coaching a couple years later. But, God, they were so fucking good. Yeah, he was the guy who smashed the, uh, like, the um, service pro. Was oh, yeah. Yeah, when they lost to uh, the Dolphins. Yeah, so I remember that national championship game. I had no rooting interest, but I was a huge fan of Eric Crouch. Fuck, yes. He was so fun. Won the Heisman. Back then, like, Nebraska was still cool. They still ran the the option out of the, the Maryland eye. Um, and it was, you know, football was starting to evolve. Yeah, they were moving into, like, everything was vertical stretching the field, but like they were throwbacks. So that was kind of fun. And it helped. I went to a high school that ran the option. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> Miami was up 34, nothing at halftime. Just like, I mean, I, I told somebody, I was like, dude, Eric Crouch definitely still has nightmares from that game. Oh, I, I don't know if he had nightmares from that game or his in preseason, but he got drafted by the Packers as a wide receiver and got his Dick knocked off and never played again. He he should have just bought into that because he was like, oh, I'm being disrespected, uh, not well, being I mean, signed as a court. Like, dude, you're not a quarterback. Who else did that? Somebody else did that. Uh, well, Julian Edelman made it work. Yeah, he was okay. Now, maybe I think um, Lamar Jackson, who was like, oh, I'm not a running back. <laughs> Uh, sticking on the because he's not a quarterback either. <laughs> well, you hear what Mark Andrews said today. Um, what do you say? What do you say? He said that he's been working out. He's like, 
Lamar's throwing a great ball. He's putting the balls where they need to be and all this stuff like that. Oh, um, I, mean, I mean, Lamar Jackson can that. throw the football. Yeah, I'm a Browns fan. Ah. Throw the fucking football. Um, Eric, Eric Crouch could not throw the football. So just while y'all were talking about whatever, uh, looking up the stuff from that Miami team, uh, their only difficult game in 01 was against a just like scrappy Virginia Tech team. They won by two. And then going into the next year, like I was seeing if they were, because I know they lost Ohio State in the last championship game the next year, but it was like where they like Florida State, where they had like tough games. And they really did that next year. They started off the season 63 17, 41 16, 44 21, 38 6, 48 14. Like Jesus. Dude. The, they had a close game against Florida State. That's when all those games used to be close. And then they beat the shit out of everybody else and then lost to Ohio State. Marsh Threat. Yeah. And then right next, Craig right. Krenzel. 2003, they lost to Tennessee, New York, is what it was. Oh, so three? Yeah, they lost back to back games that year to the, uh, New Tech and they lost to Tennessee. Was it six to nothing or six to nine? Six to 10. Six to 10, okay. I knew it was it's something. Freaking very, very low. Ohio State National Championship that was gifted to them on that bullshit pass interference. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Here's it a, was funny. that. 2013, that was the team that was like the Florida State team the second year. Because they – but instead of like losing like they did in embarrassed fashion in the playoffs, they ended up losing those two games and kind of getting away from it. But they played a, a decent amount of close games that year. Um, we talked about this before, but like the um, – my favorite uh, – most entertaining favorite national championship I've ever watched. And I might I, – my mind might have changed recently, but – USC, Texas. I will never forget that one. Vince Young and Reggie Bush. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like one of the greatest college football games of all time. I was everybody everybody in the building knew what Vince Young was doing. And everybody knew it. SC didn't spy him for some reason. I would have spied him with three people. They just thought they'd be able to mimic the. Yeah. I I remember you said I could mimic the perfect um, Vince Young pass. Because there was no, there was no like wind up. His was just, just <laughs> probably one yeah. of the best, one of the best calls of all time. Joe knows it. Keith Jackson, he's got it. And that was all he said. And then just I, think, let the, I think honestly, as as cocky as that was, I think USC just thought they had the athletes to not have and understand that it's the end of the game and they should have caught up by that time. But I think even to that point, they thought, well, no, we've got the athletes on defense where we do not need to have a singular focus on this guy. Hmm. But is it like that short yard situation? You have to. But That has to be your your focus. Yeah, Pete Carroll makes stupid decisions. He made a stupid decision in the Super Bowl to go to the Yeah, Yeah. He makes dumb decisions. The last two crazy kind of stat nuggets from that team. So Sean Taylor was a backup. Do we know who he backed up? Ed Reed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just got Sean Taylor and Ed Reed on the same team. Probably two of the best modern day safeties of all time. Sean Taylor um, incredible knocking that punish block off. Whatever dude, he tried to run. John Taylor in the Pro Bowl. 
just I still I still remember the Florida State Miami game and it was pouring down rain and he absolutely just helicoptered some dude. Oh, that was like those games, like with, with uh, Florida and um, Florida State when it was raining. Tim Tebow just fucking covered. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. What a meat! What a mediocre athlete. Like no shit though. I mean, dude, the, those Florida teams made him look so good. No, I'm working on right now. I'm working on like this whole documentary. Like I'm trying to cover 2006, like all the way to like 2009, just to like capture that whole situation at Florida. The last uh, funny thing from that Miami team. So uh, Ken Dorsey finished among the top eight in Heisman voting. There was another Miami player that was among the top eight. Do you know who it was? Andre Andre Johnson. What was McGahee? It wasn't Ed Reed, was it? Mm-mm. Ray Lewis. Jesus. This might be the most insane thing from that team. Offensive player or defensive player? It was an offensive player. Kelly Winslow Jr. Nope. Greg Olson. Jeremy Shockey. Or, yeah, Greg. Yeah. Let me see. Santana Moss. Fuck. This would be a good trivia question. Joe, you want one more crack at it? Was it Brian McKinney? Did you just Google it or did you look at the roster? He has his phone. His phone is in the frame. Yeah, I was just looking at their roster. (laughs) I was like, what good? I was like, what good? (laughs) Oh, it was left tackle Bryant. Nope. It was in the Heisman. I pulled up up the roster. (laughs) You have to just pull up the roster. But but how is that even possible? (laughs) That's just insane. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, I pulled up the roster and scrolled past all the skill position players. I knew it wasn't going to be any of them. It was like, who has a Wikipedia page? And of their offensive linemen, uh, let's see. Brown McKinney has a Wikipedia page. Joaquin Gonzalez, Brett Romberg. Romberg. Harden Biblia or Bibla and Vernon Carey. And I was like, man, it's got to be Brown McKinney. He was a senior and like he was pretty decent. It's an offensive lineman in the Heisman voting. What a time. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Y'all mentioned Virginia Tech. I do want to throw this quick out there because we were talking about it before you jumped on York, but talking about how Mike Vick it, um, was – was he – Joe, you read the athletic article. Was he actually committed there or was he going to commit? No, he had given them like a, like a soft verbal, but he'd given them a verbal commitment. And Syracuse, the Syracuse, and according to the article, was essentially told like, "We're not going to guarantee you playing time your freshman year because we've got a pretty, we've got a a set in quarterback." And that kind of started wavering him, and he ended up staying back in Virginia. Who was their quarterback? We looked it up. It was a guy who I think I think the record didn't indicate that he was. He was better than what that record was, I think. Greg Paulson. Blake on his name. No, not Greg Paulson. Was it like MJ Williams or something? 
Yeah, yeah, something like that. But yeah, he was basically told, "I'm not going to guarantee you playing time." He was like, "Okay, that's fine." Um, but so yeah, then obviously Virginia Tech said, "Yes, absolutely, come play here," and the rest is history. But um, I was looking or I thought about it because I've talked about this with people before. The run that Virginia Tech had with Frank Beamer is wild. So mid nineties is when Virginia Tech kind of hit their stride. Won a Sugar Bowl in ninety five. Went to Gator Bowl ninety eight. Yeah, or ninety seven season. Yeah, went to the Gator Bowl. But yeah, um, won the conference ninety five, ninety six. And then won it again in 99. That was obviously the year when Mike Vick was there. They went to the BCS title game, lost to Florida State. But he was there for, I'm not going to count this, but he won 10 or more games, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 times. And the ACC, that's like not a not a fucking easy task either. It's Big East. No, I mean. I mean Big East? Really? Yeah, they were, they were in the Big East until 03. 04 was their first year in the ACC. But when they got to the ACC, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight 10, ten or more win seasons. But that, yeah, was still was probably, uh, that was still probably a Big East of like Louisville, Cincinnati, and all that, right? Well, I had Miami in it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Really? Miami okay. was in the Big East. Um Syracuse is in the East, Rutgers, all those guys. West West Virginia, and that was like Pat White, Steve um, Slayton, yeah. Noel Devine. What's funny is you mentioned that, and the reason I said that 98 Gator Bowl was randomly, that was, I'm like the idiot person that watched that game was like, man, North Carolina looks cool. I'm going to like them. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, uh, like they're also a pretty good that, football school, and I was, was that like, Julius oh, really? Peppers. Uh, that was Peppers would have been a freshman that year, if anything. But that was uh, Chris Keldorf was the quarterback. Dre Bly, um, Mac Brown was there. Um, was Dre Bly there? Dre Bly was a line, wasn't he? He he, he might have been a junior that year, if I'm not mistaken. But that but was like, like you know they had like then they had like Ronald Curry and all those guys at quarterback they played in Las Vegas Bowl I think the next year. <laughs> that run though from 04 to 2011 is absurd. Yeah. I mean just I Frank Beamer is he already in the Hall of Fame? Um I would think unless there's some weird like waiting Yeah, thing. yeah. He was inducted in 2018. Yeah. You know uh speaking of like Michael Vick's on the ballot this year. I saw that. It needs to be he needs to be. He does. Well do you know, real quick, do y'all know where Frank Beamer is from? Or where he grew up? Excuse me. Just because all the good coaches come from there, I would say either Ohio or West Virginia. <laughs> so he was born in Mount Airy, North Carolina, but he grew up on a farm in Fancy Gap, Virginia. Oh, really? He's a Virginia boy. Shout out Reba. Um I'm Reba. What's, what's wild to me about Beamer is he's like a he's like the East Coast version of Bill Snyder. You know, I don't think that Virginia Tech job was like some sought after job. He got there and just turned it into 
what it was, which was a job that Justin Fuente got to fail in. But um, Bristol, yeah, I mean, yeah, it really is kind of crazy. Like he he built that out of nothing. I think kind of like the K State program. Yeah. So before him was wait. Oh, defensive coordinator. His 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 first his first year his defensive coordinator was Ron Zook. Ron Zook, the best so, thing that ever happened to me. So when did so when did that switch from Ron to Bud Foster? Uh, Bud Foster was never. Uh, yeah, dude's got tenure there. Bud Foster arrived in. Hold on. He was co-defensive coordinator in 1995. That was his first year. Jesus. And then he took over in 96 as the defensive coordinator, as the guy. So he had the same defensive coordinator from 1996 to when he retired. Fucking goat. Talk about a bad interviewer. (laughs) Bud Foster, yeah, is is a football guy. I'll do interviews as coach football. Fuck off. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what Eric Bieniemy does when he goes into interviews, but I don't really know. <laughs> hey, that's why I can't get a job. They're like, tell us uh, your philosophy. He's like, my philosophy is I win fucking games. Leave me alone. Hire me. It's like, okay. I played at, I played at Colorado in the '90s. Why don't you kiss my ass? Um. All right, sticking on the theme of uh, crazy stats and just dominant people. Um, stumbled upon this thread from, J- excuse me, Justin Ray, uh, head of content at Twenty uh, First Group, uh, golf writer, um, does all kinds of stuff with the Athletic. Great follow on Twitter. Uh, so this was from 2022, uh, at the end of the year of 2022. So this was back when Tiger had his 47th birthday. And so he did this long thread of like, hey, I'm going to do a bunch of ridiculous Tiger Woods stats to celebrate him turning 47. Uh, so best score to par in majors from 97 to 2009. This is just insane. Tiger Woods, number one. 134 under. The next closest is Phil Mickelson at plus 99. Uh, Phil is the only player within. Huh? Are you serious? Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Phil is the only player within 250 strokes of Tiger. (laughs) Uh, Tiger is the only player since 1950 to win the same PGA Tour event four years in a row. He's done it twice. Bay Hill and Buick Invitational. Um, From 2004 to 2006, Tiger had 1,466 putts from three feet and in. Uh, He missed three of them. A little bit better than me. That's just sure. Um, From the 99 PGA through the 2001 Masters, Tiger Woods finished in majors. Win fifth, 
win, 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 win. <laughs> and in that span, he had five major wins and only four players finished ahead of him combined. <laughs> uh, this one's fun. Most strokes gained total in that span. Tiger gained 115.7. The closest to him was David Duvall at 56 and a half. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Duvall. Uh, win percentage by outright 54 hole leader on PJ Tour. Uh, PJ Tour in 2002 was 41.4. The last decade, it was 42%. Uh, Tiger Woods, 95.7. Shout out Y.E. Yang. Uh, across Tiger Woods, 82 PGA Tour win. Um, across those wins, fellow competitors in those events have been born in a span of 1922 to 1999. <laughs> um, this one will never be broken, Joe. I think we talked about it on a show the other day. Uh, his PGA Tour record for most consecutive cuts made, 142. Yeah. Can you guess who has the can you guess who has the current longest active streak right now? Which this is from December of last year, but it's probably still relevant. Brooks. Nope. Um, um come on, you're thinking too hard. Rom? Yes. Yeah. It is big Spain. John I was Rom Scheffler, and I just had to try to go back to when one of Mr. Cut. Rom, yeah. At this, at, at the point of this thread, his longest active streak was 19, so he's probably up from that. Obviously, um, so if he keeps the streak going, he can break Tiger's record sometime in the spring of 2029. Thank you. Hey, got that going for me. In the last 60 years, there are three instances of a player winning five or more PGA Tour starts in a row. They belong to Tiger Woods. He did it seven, six, and five in a row. Just, I mean, this thread is so long. Uh, it's Yeah, because the seven was, I remember one of those because I was at the pyramid for the NCAA tournament first and second round. Hell yeah. I remember like everybody like huddled around a TV outside one of the, uh, concourse is watching it when he won at uh, next to the hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. At uh, when he won at Bay Hill, and it was like I think that was maybe his like fifth in a row at that point. It was like holy shit, like this is insane. Yeah, it's. I mean, some of these are just absurd. Um, he's the only player currently under the age of fifty with twenty five or more PGA Tour wins. He won his twenty fifth. PGA Tour title more than two decades ago at Bay Hill in 2001. That was probably the one you're talking about. Well, and you know what's funny? Like, bringing up this stuff, bringing up the cut streak and everything, and kind of what we talked about last week in terms of just his – it, it Tiger Woods really cares about money, I think, but in the context of a golf tournament, he's just worried about competing and winning. You look at what – Rory McIlroy, what Rory McIlroy did this past weekend, where he just, uh, just I, I don't want to win a golf tournament, just whatever. It's mm-hmm. we were so spoiled to be able to watch Tiger not do that that it's like we almost forget, like we criticize Rory for it, 
but that what he's doing is the norm. Mm-hmm. And he's actually exceeding the norm by a lot with the amount he does win. But we were just so spoiled in watching Tiger that these other guys that come up, we put that label on them and they don't meet expectations and we shit on them. But it that thread just shows, no, man, like this guy was just on a complete, it's just a different thing. I'm surprised there hadn't been or something in production of about like the Stanford, I guess, golf legacy. That's got to be solid. obnoxious. Like the program? The whole program. Like think about, you know. Well, I mean, you saw Rose Zong over the weekend. Right, exactly. Think yeah, about Rose, that. Rose, think about Rose, Michelle. We went there. Rose Zang, um, excuse me. Local Rachel Heck is awesome, but she's hurt. But yeah. I mean, that whole, I mean, Stanford, who was his? Uh, Nota Begay. Nota Begay. Nota Begay. Yeah. Michael Connor. Thor, uh, Michael Thor, Thor Bjornsson was there. Connor guys. Ray. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's now the men's coach there. Yep. Andrew Luck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, it's just. Yeah. It is. I mean, it's, it's it's unreal. I mean, you you bring that up, York, and we can give a shout out to the homies at Nolang Up. Um, they basically immersed themselves into that program in the women's program. Um, and did a really good, um, you know, almost kind of like a YouTube like a week in the life, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, like a YouTube short documentary, just following the women's golf team and just That's how the dominant okay. they were. Yeah, and yeah, I mean it. Primarily focused on um, Rose Zhang and, and Rachel Heck, but I mean that team was just ridiculous. How good they were! Yeah, because the thing was, is, this is our first PGA Tour, her first LPGA. It was her first yeah. start as a professional, and she right. and she beat a major winner. Yeah, yeah she beat Coach like just just stared her down, stared her down, did a playoff. Like, are you nuts? That was a horrible putt by Jennifer Coach. That was the playoff. Horrible. It's her fault. It is funny though, because it just, we will, I would say, I would bet on the fact that we will not see a person in our time, in the men's game at least, that truly is a successor to a Jack Nicholas or a Tiger Woods. Well, every time that's there's kind of, someone that's kind of crazy to think close, like something happens, they get injured, something happens, and they fall off. Yeah. Like Brooks had his thing, it was like, okay, well, he wasn't like a, a, a week-to-week winner, but he was a – I mean, he won the majors, which, I mean, in theory, if you win those, then, hey, we're going to give you a little bit of a, of a pass on the PGA Tour wins if you can somehow compete with these guys in majors. But, hey, but now he's healthy again. I mean, who, who knows? I mean – Yeah, I mean, that's the – I mean, you know, the, the one thing that worries me about Brooks is he was hurt to the point to where he did not think he would play successful golf anymore. Right. He was to that point. And – in the back of my head, I'm thinking, if you were that injured, how how long is it going to be before that before something creeps up again? Right. It wasn't. It wasn't one of those things to where he was saying to himself, "Well, yeah, let me take off eight months or so, and I'll be good." I think he legitimately thought he wasn't going to be a competitive golfer anymore. Yeah, because you think about too, like golf is like, well, if that's in your head, like. Yeah. This is not the sport where that shit needs to be in your head. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, speaking as a just, once every three years golfer, you know, it's always been in my head. Yeah. I mean, I think 
Well, that was what, what was it? The thing that Tiger always said, he get, he get, he would give himself what? 90 seconds or something after a bad shot. Well, I think that, I think that talent wise, I think that Rory is the closest we've seen. Yeah. Like you look at like, you know, when Spieth was winning, Spieth was a great putter, especially from outside. Charisma wise, I think Spieth is up there. But I mean, just in terms of talent, Rory has that to be close, but, and I think I said this a couple podcasts ago, and this is not a bad thing or an indictment on him, but he's also just a really nice guy. And he seems to want to be liked and he seems to want to have an enjoyable life. And unfortunately, I don't think those things lead to him competing with Tiger Woods. So, so, think about, so, so the same thing about like Michael Jordan, like he has the, yeah. Kobe, that killer instinct. Yeah. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to beat your ass and you know it. Yeah. Maybe with LeBron, everyone's like, he doesn't have that. Yeah. You know? And that's it. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Like you're still fantastic. But if it, correct me if I'm wrong, like Rory was the first person after Tiger that was even mentioned as a successor or a threat. Yeah, as a true successor. Well, well, they're saying that about Rose Zhang now. Positive, yeah, I mean, this, I mean she's... Like the, loop. Sorry, no. <laughs> the, the, tough, the, the tough thing about Rose is, and they were kind of mentioned on Shotgun Start today, is while... Shout, yes, shout she out to, shout out to Brendan and uh, Andy. A lot of things. And this is Brendan said this. She's 20 years old, and there was a golfer last year on the LPGA Tour that was ranked number one in the world that was 20 years old. So the women's game is just so odd in terms of kind of, you know, I think he made a good point in saying if if Rose can have Lydia Ko's career, but just Lydia Ko's career from the time she's turned professional to when she was 20 years old, that's a successful career. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of one of those things to where – you know, I don't fault her for going the path of, you know, staying a junior and then staying an amateur and going to Stanford, but it's just weird in the women's game in terms of there's people that from a just an insanely young age have won things and been super successful. Uh, it's it's going to be hard, and it, it, this has nothing to do with, like, generations – or the game has changed, or people are different, and it's Tiger Woods was just wired differently. And I mean, yeah, we groomed differently. Like it was, yeah, yeah. Like we had that conversation. I mean, literally, we we talked about this about killers in sports. Hey, York, when you decided to miss podcast because you were dying or something. <laughs> In the hospital for 14 days. Look, he he had typhoid fever. He was he was in bad shape. He's back now. We're good. And he had, um, he had trench mouth. Trench foot. <laughs> trench mouth. <laughs> he had a bad case of he had a bad case of gout. Um, uh, you know, it, sometimes, 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 sometimes you go you go through a situation in your life, you have to take a step back, a hiatus, if you will. Oh you had gout. Stanford, a little spicy there from Quinn Matthews. He just walked it around like Michael does when his gout flares up. And he's just limping around. He's like, rrr, rrr, 
It just, hurts so bad. He had a gout flare up, but, but also had like a, um, like you talking about your brother, Michael? Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about Michael Scott. I was like, no, Michael Jordan. The- Michael, <laughs> Michael got gout so bad last year. He was walking around the house with a cane. How old is your brother? Uh, I think he's 30 now. And he has gout? <laughs> Apparently, dude, Ashley was talking. How does that happen? And he actually yeah. said that, like, he was walking around with a cane, and he fell over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and she said he was, like, just in so much pain, and she was like, I just had to laugh. It was just hilarious. I feel like yesterday he was more tame than I've seen him in a while. It seemed like he was just, he wasn't like his, he wasn't himself. He's, he's he's having to reassess. I understand. I understand. I understand. But what I was getting at was like Tiger was like the killer. Like he was the OG killer. But he literally trained, which is insane to say, literally trained to be a killer. True. And he yeah. wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Fucking psycho. And to kill people. Um I just don't think anyone's ever going to be wired like that. Any like that's the thing is like Joe already talked about it, but like and Tiger's all he's he's been way more open and way more laid back and has been so honest in interviews now where he's like, when I know I can't compete and I don't think I can win anymore, that's when I'll quit. Which tells you something because he's still out there to where you, you know in his mind he's like. Fuck y'all! I can beat y'all. I can well, beat y'all on a weekend, which is like crazy to think. But like, I don't think anyone will ever have that kind of mindset like he did. Like, there are very few people on this earth that are wired that way. Like, like you mentioned, Rory, all the talent in the fucking world. I mean, just, yeah. can do things that not many people can do. But he's just not. He's just not. And that's not a bad thing. Like, that's not saying that Rory's not a good golfer. But, like, he's just not built like that. Well, and Tiger is seemingly happier now than he's ever been, being maybe a little bit more laid back and a little bit relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. But if you talk to his ex-girlfriend, he's still got that killer instinct in him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> what, is, what is it? Oh, it's full circle. On the, oh, no. Where'd Adam go? Bailed out. Come back. I got to save this for when he comes back. But um, for those of you that are, that are, that are listening in live uh, Stanford is up five to one. Um, They're in the eighth. They're looking to close out this uh, regional. Um, Yeah. I just don't think that there's ever going to be a golfer like that anymore. And I mean, maybe, I don't think so because of how Tiger, I think, has learned and has grown. And I think he, I don't think he resents his father, but I think he sees kind of how his father brought him up. I don't think he's going to treat Charlie like that. I think he's going to, I think he's going to be way more hands off and just like, hey, man, like we're just out here to have fun. But Charlie's got that dog in him, though. I mean, I think that. With you him, want to talk about big sh- big shoes to fill? Yeah, with him, it's just, I mean, that's an impossible situation to find yourself in. Uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, I 
It's even without the record, you know, the, the PGA tour wins record and the majors record. I don't care what anybody says. Tiger Woods is a better golfer than Jack Nicholas. Well, the funny thing about Nicholas is too, I think Nicholas was always able to hide his kind of instinct like that, but you can still see it to this day. Like Jack Nicholas really likes Jack Nicholas and he's very confident. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he, he carried that on the course, you know, I mean, he wasn't, he, he wasn't a guy that just like shook hands and glad hand. And he was a pretty ferocious yeah. competitor. What is he doing? If you're not watching, on he, this is a bit, well, I don't know what he's doing. Good board. Oh, all right. He's back. York, I waited till you came back. Um, and we're going full circle here, but it reminded me of the quote from uh, the office when, um, somebody makes a Mike Vick joke and then Daryl goes, Hey, he did his time. (laughs) (laughs) Mike, Mike did his time. Um, but yeah, I, it's just remarkable how dominant he was for so long in a sport that's not really built for people to be dominant for long periods of time. Um, exactly. It's 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 crazy, but um, all right. Um, any final thoughts here as we uh, get to the end? Here we didn't do a draft on this episode. We haven't done a draft, and I think we do it about ten forty-five. I would just say, you know, y'all are more than welcome to. I would just say, and this comes from the bottom of my heart. Okay, it really does. This is a sincere thing, you know. I'm glad that you know the 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 treatment facility went well for you, York, and that you've recovered from the the some call it the demons. Okay, and you've recovered from them, and you found Christ apparently now, and He's going to help you through everything. But I'm just really glad Christ to see you back on. You know, back on the tracks, you're moving in the right direction. And, and just remember, man, that stuff, it, it should never take control of you like it did. And I'm just glad to see you back. The thing is, I lost my headphones. It's the only reason I just found them. They were under my drugs, obviously, but I didn't lose them. I pawned them for the smack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've had, it's been stressful, but I, I'm back. I'm, I'm ready to go. All right. Um, <laughs> intro song. <laughs> Little Steven Tyler. I like it. I'm back. <laughs> wow. CSI. I'm back in the shadow. No, it's not CSI. Circle. Oh, did he do it again? Oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I thought this this freshman from Stanford or... almost went uh yeah. almost went deep. In. Just... Whoa, Joe zooming in on us here. Sorry, I was putting down the recliner legs. <laughs> All right, Richie um... Rich. Huh? It's easy there, Richie Rich. <laughs> but my my Walmart recliner. <laughs> King Bean. All right, well, uh, we, we, we might be back later this week. 
I think we're uh, schedules should uh should be able to accommodate uh, as we close up this Monday episode of the Red Dead Pod episode twenty five. Shout out Barry Bonds, um, Chandler Parsons. <laughs> Funny enough, that was Barry Bonds' hat size after he got done with all the roids. <laughs> Chan Coon. Chan Coon. But uh, we'll be back. Um, do want to thank our sponsors for this episode. Um, earlier today, I was drinking a David Hasselhoff Baywatch. Shout out Pamela Anderson for the uh, boobs for the Venmo. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, we got uh, Bud Light Seltzer, Bush Light, corn cans. Where um, this episode goes out to the farmers of America. They uh, sponsoring this show. But we'll be back. Um, yeah, we'll we'll do a Thursday show. York is out of the hospital. He's off life support. We're we're good now. We uh, we can get the tripod going again. Um, we'll try to get a smaller tank top on York for the Thursday episode. And uh, gotta go yeah. to the junior section. <laughs> oh, I can go smaller. You're going to be like Angela and you're going to be shopping at Baby Gap. <laughs> you go to the American Girl doll section. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we're we're, eventually, we, we're uh, under, I think we're under 90 days. Everyone's just going to have to just fucking deal with it. We're going to eventually get into college football talk. And it's going to be hot and heavy. There's always that time, like in July. Sometimes we have two minutes before Joe gets really upset. That time in July, it's like the end of July or maybe early August, where you realize, like, because when your team's out of it, like, you're kind of like, fuck this. You, you, you miss football, but you don't. And then it gets the end of July. <laughs> it gets the end of July. Spit it out, Junior. Shut up. You, you put this up here, like, of course I'm going to get distracted. You get there, and then, uh, <laughs> and you get that first wave of like, fuck, college football's coming back. Like, then you get really excited. Like, it's, it's, it happens every single year. Can't wait. I'm just excited about it. Can't wait. What I can't wait I'm excited about being excited about it. When I'm at media days, and I'm going to get to ask all these rad dad questions, all the coaches. I'm excited that, like, also, you got invited, nobody else did. You had you got to put in a credential request. How? Go on the website. It's on the website. I'll send you a link. I did it for all the Memphis football games this year. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> actually, please go on there and put in a credential request, and then if y'all can get invited, then we can all just go set up a media row. Dude, you have no idea. Do it. I'll, I'll send you a link. Come on. I'll try every single day. You can stay with you can stay with me. All day. Oh. All, All day. day. <laughs> All right, Joe, go feed your baby. I am, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Are and you I'll- the criminals? From the statistics? <laughs> Who came in here? A white man. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> 
Oh. Oh. All right, now All right. Joe's off. We can talk shit about Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna send you a link. All right. Get credential for media days, dude. I'll do it. I'll let's fuck it up. I now I can't just... sleep. I'm supposed to go to base camp fitness in the morning. Now I can't go. I'm too, too excited. Base camp. Yeah, it's right next to Big Bad Breakfast. Are you climbing Everest? I went there. <laughs> I went there. It's a mountain climbing a... joke for those of you that uh, don't get it. Base camp. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a DJ joke? I'll do that too. All right, I gotta go to bed. All right, it's been the Rad Dad Pie. Good to have York back. Shout out to Joe, the raddest dad, feeding the kid. Uh, We'll be back later this week. Until next time, we out. (laughs) 